subject very close to my heart. Um, yes. Because my, my former life as a PSA and ENAS. Um, yes, exactly. Still do feel a bit of a little bit of an umbilical cord tied to my old hospital and Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Very useful in health visiting, definitely. definitely. So um, it's just, in fact, we're, called, we're actually recording this at the end of Child Accident Prevention Week. We, we are, we? yeah. We didn't um, quite get our act together enough to get it out in advance, but no. I think we can say we're recording it in Child yes. Accident Prevention Week, which still counts as part yeah, of the week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And as we know, children have accidents every week of the year. They don't really? restrict them just to Child Accident Prevention Week. That would be so, a bit of a nightmare if they did, I have to say. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no accidents all year and then just have them all on that one week. Yeah. So just you know, chaos week. It does sometimes feel like that with um, yeah, with half term and... Yeah. Uh, school holidays beginning it's true yeah it's like suddenly they start to come in the middle of the day it's like no no sorry accidents strictly occur at lunchtime sometimes first thing in the morning and bedtime what's this all floating in at 10 in the morning and two in the afternoon and things (laughs) interesting fact i found actually it's good funny you said that because when i was doing some reading on the child accident prevention trust website i discovered that the most common time for accidents on holiday is the first hour of your holiday oh really yeah so which is actually rings really true because you think like when you think of it you think it was so many people have started their story oh we were in lanzarote for half an hour when joey did this or you know we'd only just got there and so and so and i think the rationale (laughs) is that you're busy unpacking and distracted and yes no, tired maybe not the as the journey, and the kids are ready to just uh, yeah. spring out. Yeah. yeah, and they're like ready to froth over with excitement. You see, and I mean, my husband moans about this sort of attitude I have, but that's <laughs> why any kind of unpacking clothes, packing mm-hmm. clothes away, emptying washing machines, putting clothes away. Mm-hmm. Just, there's always something else that can be done instead and prevent an accident. <laughs> well, there you go. You now have our full permission to never unpack or pack or wash or unwash any clothes, ever. Oh, my husband would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason we're covering accident prevention is because Public Health England have produced a new guidance document which was released in March 2018. Um, so very recently, and um, it is called Reducing Unintentional Injuries in the Home in Children Under Five Years. Oh. And as you would expect, health visitors are l- largely featured in this Ooh. guidance. Excellent. And as ever, this is guidance that comes out that is, that is basically saying health visitors should do this, health visitors should do this, health visitors should do this. And does anyone tell us about the guidance? Do they tell us, Jenny? Well, they've not really not contacted really. me personally. Not really, no. no. And and do they contact us and say, oh, we're expecting you to do this? And you're thinking, no, no, they don't do that either. But then is it <laughs> is it stuff that's really that different that we're to doing. what we would do anyway? No, not really. Right. But anyway, the point is, guidance documents have been released. That's why all of you lovely people listen to our podcast so that you can stay up to date with all the latest Here guidance that's released and how yeah. you know about it. Um so it's within, covering within a few months of its release. Yeah, yeah Ooh, sorry, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, it's not that long ago, March. Yeah, we're busy ladies. As we're busy ladies, as we've mentioned in a podcast that has come very out recently. or not come out, yeah. depending on what order we release these in. <laughs> it's all very carefully planned, as Definitely. you know, listeners. So, um, what can we tell you about reducing unintentional injuries in the home in children under five years? Oh, does it from involve, Public Health England March twenty eighteen? Wrapping them up in bubble wrap. Yes. No, okay. No, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> 
cancel those shares in bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> cancel the, the cotton wool uh, order that you had on Amazon. Yeah. Um, so it talks about how many there are. So briefly, some stats. Each year we have an average of 55 deaths, um, which is 7% of all the deaths in this age group. That was 2015 data. Yeah. We have 370,000 A&E attendances. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking, sorry, thinking in gradually about that previous data. Yeah. When you say from accidents, does that include or exclude road traffic accidents and things or...? No, I believe this is talking about unintentional injuries in the home. Ah, okay. So this is like not talking about car crashes and things like that, is my understanding of the data. I would, if you really need to know the answer to that question, I would suggest you read the document, which we're going to link in the blurb, to be 100% confident, because it was some weeks ago that I read it. Yeah. But that's my understanding, my memory that of it. Would, that would make sense. Um, so, yeah, 370,000 A&E attendances, 40,000 admissions to hospital, which yeah. I thought was quite interesting, actually, because 40,000 is quite a lot of admissions to hospital from an unintentional injury in the home. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... you think there's a lot of kids putting beads up their noses and drinking fairy liquid that you don't imagine that many of them are going to be hospitalised so you know that is and disproportionately the under five that's only across the whole country Mm -hmm. that's 109 children a day oh okay so actually of all A&E admissions 109 a day across the whole country yeah that's not many actually that's not bad is is it not bad batting mm. average really that's true when you consider how accident prone children are <laughs> given given that most A&E department I mean okay I was I mean I, I worked at um, King's College in South London yeah and I know by the time I left there we were averaging out 120 children attending a day yeah now obviously admissions would vary yeah but I mean typically around about I'd say about 10% of those okay. were, admitted were admitted to hospital yeah um, and so it's kind of like... So that's about, that fits, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, not huge numbers we're talking about here, but I suppose when you think actually some of those hospitalisations will be very, very, very serious injuries. Yeah. And actually well, yeah, any well, yeah, admission actually, is a serious yeah. injury, yeah. isn't it? You really, if you're having an accident that's requiring hospital admission, that's yeah. quite a serious incident in any parent's life. No, definitely. Um, so, and the under fives are disproportionately represented, so you're more likely to be hospitalised if you have an accident and you're under the age of five than in other age groups. Yeah. So that's a case for health visitors to kind yeah. of... Which is, you know, it's one of our high-impact areas, isn't it? Oh, it's one of the things yeah. health visitors yeah. do do. Um, boys are at higher risk than girls. Oh, yeah. So 64 to 34, well, 64 to 36 yeah. is the ratio. Yeah, no, about two to one. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was completely, yeah. Which I wonder whether that says something, the feminist hat, my feminist hat, is wondering whether this says something about the way we look after girls and the way we look after boys and maybe we're kind of expecting Possibly. boys to be a little bit more boisterous. Yeah, we let them climb on things a bit more. Yeah, you know, with know. girls are a bit more like, be careful, you know. No, see, I mean, I don't I've know. got a girl and a boy. Yeah, but you're a very kind of I liberal I'm... gender, a neutral type parent, aren't you? You're not going to be like, oh, here's a dolly, oh here's an action I say no, gender neutral parent. That's hilarious because it's... um so. 
So the kids' school, they don't do World Book Day, but yeah. it's been their book week right. this week. And I have packed them off to school today. <laughs> My daughter is dressed as a rainbow fairy. <laughs> Which, if you're listening and you're not familiar with the Rainbow Fairy books, oh, then, oh, well done. Well done. You are winning at life. She can devour one in 20 minutes and she's still hooked on them. So what's... My son has gone yeah. in his Arsenal kit with one of his football books. <laughs> okay, I take back so everything I, I said about gender-neutral parenting. Oh, but it it's not my fault. Of course it's, it's not your fault. Not, yeah. Of course I've it's not your fault. I've tried to get my daughter into football and she can't <laughs> kick for toffee. Anyway, that's a story for another day. But I just thought it was interesting that boys were more high-risk than girls. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting, which is less funny, and health visitors won't be surprised by this either, um, but the 38% higher emergency admission rate for children from the most deprived areas yeah so i mean that isn't surprising to any of us that work in in this like this no. sector yeah um but i think does say something actually about again about like who is at higher risk in society and who the more vulnerable families are yeah. and where our time needs to be spent which is That's what we know great. already yeah um so would you like to... I'm going to kind of gloss over the numbers, but clearly there's an economic case for this, you know, short-term cost of an injury, £2,494, wider costs of a serious home accident for a 0-4-year-old, in terms of if you include everything for their whole life, it was a serious accident, £33,200. Quite a lot of money. Yeah. But anyway... And also it's that thing as well where these like the lower social group parents... Yeah. And the ones who are more likely to be stressing about yeah. being able to get the time off work to look after a, a child yeah, who's in absolutely. hospital. And Has a bigger impact yeah, in some ways, definitely. you know, financially and all of those things. Um, so, we said we were going to do a little quiz here. Yes. So, yeah, would you like... normally you being quizzed. It is. So yeah, yeah, I'm very much enjoying being the one who yeah. has the answers to the quiz and Jenny is going to be tested. So, Jen. Yes. Would you like to guess what the five most likely causes of hospital admission in the under fives for unintentional yeah. injuries? Okay. So there's five things that account for ninety percent of the hospital admissions. Okay. So what so are they? I would say burns are gonna be in there. Burns are on there, yeah. Ding Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um I would guess falls are probably on there. <laughs> Although it annoys me because it never talks about exactly what the conditions of a fall are. I know, yeah. Um, so we've got burns, we've got falls. I feel like I want to give you visual clues. <laughs> Do you want like me to pretend? <laughs> like charades. <laughs> This this will play out really well on a podcast. That's what yeah. you need, isn't it, on a podcast? Yeah. Charades. Yeah. yeah. Give us a clue. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, saying that, I think it was a clue. Might have been a radio program before Excellent. it was on TV. They didn't really think that through, did they? No. no. Although maybe it wasn't. Maybe I've made that up. I'll have to look. Um, right. We've got burns. We've got falls. So I would guess those are the two biggest things. Oh, is there something? Um, poisoning. Yes. So what you've done there is just name the three biggest. Hurrah! So well done, Jenny. Yay! Ten points for you. So oh, the three biggest. Then there's two mind. others. Two more. Mm. Did 
got bends, we've got falls, we've got poisoning. Drowning? Or water features? Drowning is on there. Ding! <laughs> I'm not entirely pleased that drowning's on there. I know, it? yeah. Um, but it is on there. That's, and... that's, one, that's, that's another one. One of the top five. Ooh. And the last one of the top well, five, you know this. Electrical injuries will come under burns. Yeah, no, the electrical injuries are quite rare. Most falls are kind of, that covers a lot. It does. I mean, head injuries, would that come no, in separate? No, mostly falls, falls, isn't it? Mm. Oh. Oh, no. Go on, I'm going to give you a mime because this is a good one Okay, go on then. Strangulation. Yes. Choking, strangulation and suffocation. Oh, oh, you see, choking, I bet, is probably the bigger category there. And suffocation is really high as well, like oh, nappy yes. bags oh, and God, yeah, things God, like that. God. And then you think strangulation, that's like blind cords. And, you know, there was Actually, the big had, campaign about yeah. blind cords, wasn't there? There's a um, strang- or sort of near strangulation that I saw when I was um, in A&E of a little one who had um, been playing on climbing frame. And parents hadn't realised that there was like a swing attached to the climbing frame that had broken and that had been put across the slide. So as he went down the slide, the cord caught him around the neck and like caught on the slide. (gasps) And the mum kind of looked up to see the son kind of dangling on the slide. Oh my god. All of a sudden, my um, charade of like acting out that is just not funny anymore at all, is it? Oh no! I mean, don't worry. It was like oh he was God, fine. He awful. had a bit of bruising. Can and you imagine how it was horrible like he he be, he was in a much better state than the mum was oh, when they came in. I can imagine, and I think that's an important point actually that you just made about how upset parents are because. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I find this a really challenging area of health visiting because quite often when people say prevention of minor injuries, what that's often interpreted to mean at a service level is we get an A&E slip through to say a child swallowed a dishwasher tablet and we have to call the mum to tell her to put the dishwasher tablets out of reach. If I was that parent, I would be going, really? Yeah. Really? Don't you think I figured that out when my child ate the dishwasher tablet from under the sink. Completely. The first thing I did when I arrived home from A&E was, after I'd finished crying and beating myself up, was move those dishwasher tablets to somewhere yeah. that he can't reach them. And I've also, got that think, now, thanks. I think that's also partly where the follow-up call does help. Mm. Because also I to, think a lot of parents who I call, they're like, a bit oh, of love and attention. thank you for calling. Yeah. And because it is that thing where they pretty much, in their explanation, they will say... And it was only there because, yeah. or don't normally do it, and I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. And there is that thing as well where it's that horrible thing of they've left, yeah, they've they've been really sort of contained and supported in the A and E department. Yeah. And I know when yeah when I was in A and E, you know, parents attending with these sort of a lot of the unintentional incidents, you knew it was just that it was just yeah. like you know, I mean I always say to them that it's like yeah you can't. You, you can't go around not having accidents because no, I would have been out not. of a job, no. you know. And uh, you sort of say to them that, yeah, it's okay. Um, and yeah, you sort of contain it. But then when they go home, they beat themselves they then, up. And also, it's like they'll have friends and family who yeah. might have known so it happened or known they've been in or they tell them. Mm. And it's dealing with that reaction for the friends and family. So I think sometimes it's nice for us to follow up with the parents. Yeah. Almost from a, a parental mental health point of view of definitely. How are you doing? Are you all right? Is yeah. there anything emotional that's come support. up since this that you want to yeah discuss? And I think sometimes as well, um, what we can do with 
our accident prevention advice is focus on the things that people already know. Yeah. Like we do a lot of advising about stair gates and advising about seat belts and yeah. things that actually we've heard about this. But, you know, there's some really kind of things that are much less well known now. Like when I was looking on the Child Accident Prevention Trust, um, I didn't know button buttons button batteries I didn't oh, know Christ, they were in yes. I knew they were a big deal I didn't know they were in fidget spinners they're oh, now in really? fidget spinners yeah I didn't oh, even the know light that up ones. yeah right. yes. so that's something if you've got an older child with a fidget spinner yeah. you can see how that would easily happen yeah, they're yeah, everywhere yeah, aren't yeah. they yeah um, and obviously button batteries can react with the bodily yeah. fluids. Have you seen the pictures problems. of if you put a button battery on really a slice nasty. of ham? Yeah, really nasty. And horrible. just what happens, imagine that's the esophagus. So the Institute of Health Visiting suggest crawl around your home, yes. <laughs> which I think is a really good idea yes. as well. Yeah. They say that to parents before their child's crawling. Yeah. A way to test this out is actually to crawl yourself and then you yeah. get a view of actually what your child is see. able to access. Yeah. Um, so they've got some really good stuff on that on those websites. Another one I'd never heard was um, with poisoning. There's quite a lot of um, poisoning incidents, obviously. Now there's a new bittering agent called Bitrex. Have yes. you heard of Bitrex? Yes, I have. It's apparently the sponsor of the Child Accident Prevention Trust Child Safety yes. Week this week. And um, this is like a particularly horrible tasting yes. product. It's yes. been designed to taste absolutely foul so that most children will spit it out. Yes. And so you can actually look for household cleaning products now that contain Bitrex. Yes. And they would be... Although, to be fair... Obviously, you don't want them yes. to drink in, in the first place. I saw children attempting to ingest or you know who would get to the clean product but they would spit it out it would be all down their top because it does taste yeah, so ghastly of course yeah yeah. I did once I remember being a little and, and albeit like early 80s parenting yeah I just washed my mouth and I was like oh for goodness sake <laughs> and there was a, a cup which I thought they there was a, like a sort of mother and toddler group and there was they do teas and coffees and they'd have sugar in a plastic cup Right. And I saw this plastic cup. I was like, "Oh, that's a sugar pot." <laughs> dipped my finger in, dipped it in, and it was washing powder. Oh uh. gosh, who put that in a pot that looks like sugar? Exactly. See, this is the thing as well. Like liquid detergent capsules. You know, yeah. why do they look like sweets? Why have they made them no, to look like sweets? Fair, the liquid detergent company, yeah, Persil, and they're doing Fairy better and now. Everyone are doing much better, and they've mm. got much clearer labeling, which warning of the dangers on the packaging, and they've got some really good packaging now as well, which yeah. is quite tricky for me to get into <laughs> yeah that's true so there's loads of really interesting stuff out there on the capped website so we'll link to that in yeah. the blurb um but yeah i mean just things that you think actually they might not think about like berries in the garden yeah. and you know paddling pools in summer empty them after you use them but then also tip them upside down yeah so don't just empty them out but tip them upside down so that then if it rains they don't refill oh god yeah of course yeah course. so you don't so that's another drowning thing yeah you know it's, it's these things that actually if a health visitor said that to you as a parent you go oh good point yeah. i'm glad you said that rather than yeah thanks i knew that already oh. and it's finding those things that are the nuggets yeah, of yeah isn't it yeah and explaining as well the rationale behind why. Like, yeah. don't let nappy sacks get close to a baby's face because if they're close to their face, they crinkle, yeah. the child wants to grab onto them, the palmer reflex, they grab them, they go on the mouth. The because they're made of plastic, you don't necessarily hear them. No. And oh, don't. they stick because yeah. they're made of plastic. Yeah. So it's the mechanisms, rather than just take the nappy bags away, actually explaining 
why nappy bags are particularly high risk versus another type of bag. So we've Um, had to make this one a bit short and sweet this week because yeah that's true timing issues and uh yeah i've got to go and pick my kids up from school <laughs> i've got a, yeah we a all have to collect. yeah <laughs> yeah fairies and footballers so oh. um we'll link to the website but there's loads of really great info um on the child accident yeah. prevention trust website and we'll link to the reducing unintentional injuries in the home in children under five years the public health england document um thanks very much for listening everybody so rate and review us on uh, itunes if you can otherwise you can get in touch with us on the um on the the twitter on the twitter on the 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 internet at imhv or imhv (laughs) or on facebook the i am a health visitor page or via email email, i am a health visitor at gmail.com Yay! Take care in the meantime, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye!